Today on The Faction, it's all about Elimination Chamber. It was a crazy pay-per-view this weekend, and we've got all the fallout, our recap, and a whole lot more today on The Faction.
faction. One, two, three! Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. What's up, family? It's a Monday. It's a President's Day. And it's a podcast day. What's up, guys? We're excited to be with you for another episode of The Faction. You know what we do. It's a fantastic time here. And, of course, I've got my brothers, my good brothers with me. Courtney Beard, what's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It is happy former President's Day all over America. Wow. Wow. Former president. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, wait. We're, we're supposed to include the current stuff, too? Well, oh I, I think God. that was the design. Oh, um, yeah. man. My apologies. Oh, man. Shout out to the greatest president of all time, Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> oh, God. Shout out Jack Tunney. So- <laughs> Jack Tunney. <laughs> You know what's funny? <laughs> Going back and watching those old episodes of Superstars or whatever where Jack yeah. Tunney shows up, it's like, this guy, what? Jack Jack Tunney is to the WWE with, uh, what's the, Adam Silver is to the NBA, non-existent. Oh, wow. Because I was about to say, who? Yeah. Yeah, see? Wait. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, Clack's offended. Uh-oh. Clack's offended. Go ahead. In- introduce Clack. And, Go ahead. And indeed, the Clack attack is back. Brandon Clack, what's up, brother? What's going on, everybody? You know, I think it's funny that you've never called us the bad brothers. It's always been your good brothers. So that's a oh. that's a good thing. At the forefront of your mind, we're good. Yeah. Until <laughs> uh, the show starts. <laughs> That's where you guys are tell them about the listeners. That's so funny. Well, no, no. Well, let, let's talk about this thing. Because GB brought it to my attention that people are all soft in meth because they, they feel like I'm calling our listeners names. Dude, Grow you're up. offensive, man. You're offensive. Soft. Dude, you're the they prince call... of offense. Well, Sir. The you pe- can't call our listeners those names. You they support us. You can't. You can't. And I'm what not... names do I call them? Nope, I'm not gonna I'm do it. I'm not doing it. You know exactly yeah, what you call me. First off, I, I, I talk to our listeners all the time because they, they tag me and stuff. I love our listeners. I know them by name. Oh, God. I love them. I would never try to say anything to, to, to just be offensive to them. I'm certain I've not said anything that's just been outrageous. Okay, uh, yeah. So, yeah. right. How was the weekend, guys? <laughs> Man, listen. No, but before y'all try to bring up some some issues between me and the uh, the listeners, me and the listeners is cool. Okay. <laughs> me and the listeners is mad cool. You, we as we as tight as Bobby and Whitney was. You you sound you sound like Vince McMahon trying to convince himself I'm doing a great <laughs> job. No, really. I've I've always listened to my fans. Sure I am. <laughs> I know what the fans want. Yeah, we've heard you. We've heard you, right? We heard you, right? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. clearly not. Wait, Vince is the are, husband are who makes broken be, promises. Are y'all trying to be funny? Vince <laughs> does give us what we want. Uh, <laughs> Do you feel like he gave us what we wanted last night? Yeah. Mm, we'll get into that. I, I, I feel like I, I, what's best for us. Oh, what's I, oh, oh, oh now now that whoa, that's deep. Now what's that's best deep. for us and what we that want are two very deep. different things. Ooh. Good I God, so. that's deep. And the only reason why I think that is because of what GB told me off the air. So GB actually agrees with it. What, wait, what did I tell what you? What did he say off the air? What? I missed it. What did he I say? I missed it. Oh, what this, did I say? This, this podcast is crazy. <laughs> right. No. 
We we need we once we get into the elimination chamber, I will expose GB. Is that right? <laughs> oh well, this isn't a podcast. This is the podcast. <laughs> well, maybe we should just go on and jump in. Um, I will say this though. Uh, before I do, uh, I had a great chance over the weekend, and I'll talk about this a bit more in depth. Uh, to attend an event from Evolve Wrestling. Um, now, let me do the connections for people. Evolve has somewhat turned into the NXT for NXT, if that makes sense. So there's a great relationship between uh, the WWE and Evolve, and consequently, some of the NXT superstars show up at Evolve. Currently, the uh, Evolve Tag Team Champions are the Street Profits. Um, Adam Cole from the uh, Undisputed Era was there as well. So I'll spend a little bit of time of talking about that. I don't know if I should do that first or to get that out of the way or to talk Elimination Chamber. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, you know. Let's jump Elimination Chamber, Let's then we'll come back and let the conversation evolve. Yeah, well, there you go. Well done. So uh, I, I've got a couple of shout-outs I'll do then. But let's get into... Elimination Chamber. It's why you guys are all here. It was an amazing show last night. Let's kind of run through things. As uh, the Elimination Chamber came our way last night, it kicked off with uh, a match uh, during the kickoff show that saw... uh, Wait, no, that's not right. What am I looking at? How did I get there? Man. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. So uh, (laughs) I'll tell you guys what just happened. I normally have my results up. Uh, and somehow it went to last year's results instead of this year's results. I'm looking like what? So I, I thought you found that it was also called No Escape in Germany. I yeah, this pay per view is called No Escape in Germany. So in America, in other markets, it's, it's called uh, Elimination oh, Chamber. Is but that... for some reason in Germany, it's called No Escape. Well, pay-per-view. it's probably because you know chambers in Germany yeah. probably take you back to the Holocaust and things like exactly. that. Exactly. And you don't exactly want that. So I get it. I get it. So now, take two. Elimination Chamber last night took place at uh, the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, which happens to be the home of one of our good faction friends, James White. So with that said, we kick things off with uh, a title match, the Cruiserweight Championship match, as Buddy Murphy retained the title, defeating Akira Tozawa. Then we kicked it off with the first ever women's tag team elimination chamber match to determine the first ever women's tag team champions, and that would go to the Boss and Hug Connection. The Usos defeated The Miz and Shane McMahon to become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And this championship situation continued as Finn Balor defeated Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush to become the new Intercontinental Champion. But that's where the championship switching hands would stop as Ronda Rousey swiftly defeated Ruby Riot, And then it turned into a full Pier 6 brawl with the seemingly newly injured Becky Lynch coming out and just, I mean, whipping these folks with crutches and causing folks to bleed and all sorts of great things. Braun Strowman lost in a no-DQ match to Baron Corbin after uh, interference from Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. And in the main event, the WWE champion Daniel Bryan bested AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and Kofi 
Kingston. Let's get into it, fellas. What were your thoughts on Elimination Chamber? Man, we got to go piece by piece. I yes, mean, we, we do, and just... we've got time for it today. So where? Do, yeah, we got to go piece let's, by piece. Let's start. Let's start with the match that actually kicked the pay per view off: the uh, women's tag team title match, <clears throat> uh, the Boston Hug Connection, uh, Sasha and Bailey becoming the. I won't call them first ever because those who know your history know that they're not the first ever women's tag team champions. But uh, I'll call them the first women's tag team champions of the modern era. Sasha and Bailey, what are your thoughts? Uh, I thought the match was uh, good. Of course, if you listened to the show last week, you heard my predictions. And this went totally different than my predictions because I thought they were going to put it on the but they, the Samoans came up short. They were winded. They do no kill. They're strong. They can last the whole time. Say it again. You didn't, didn't hear me? No. Was it guy? Huh? Man. Dude, your white body is the elimination chamber. <laughs> <laughs> There's no escape. <laughs> All like right, at well, some point, dude, you're gonna have to get your Wi-Fi together if you want to be on this show. I hate to say this in front of our listeners, but if you want to be a part of this, what we're doing, you gotta get your Wi-Fi together. I'm sorry. I'll go to Starbucks. Oh go my to Starbucks. <laughs> For our new listeners, the irony to all of this is, of course, Courtney had the pristine Wi-Fi during the show and would always joke on Clack and his Wi-Fi situation. And so looks as though the tables may have somewhat turned. Uh, I don't know. So and it looks like they'll never turn again. <laughs> no, they will turn again. Can you hear me now? We, we can hear you. This feels like a Verizon Wireless they, they, commercial. They, 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 they will turn again. It, it goes through bouts. That's it. My Wi-Fi sponsored by WCW. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, so. The truth has come out. Okay. Yeah. But... You know, to, I thought they would put it on the Samoans because it just seemed right for history. If you remember uh, the history of this, the last time you saw a WWE or WWF women's tag champion, it was the, the Glamour Girls, Lilani, the great Lilani guy, and Judy Martin. Before then, it was the Jumping Bomb Angels. Yes. And, of course, uh, Velvet McIntyre and uh, Desiree Peterson. Yes. So to come out with the Boston Hug Connection, I guess it's it's fair because they both have earned titles, but they've not had a title to have since Ronda's been around. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like, what would Mania or Fastlane look like with the Samoan women running raw shot over the women? Mm. So you didn't necessarily like it going to Sasha and Bailey? No, I, I'm not a fan of. I, I don't. I think they're terrible tag team. I think they have no chemistry. But 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 in the other thing. I feel I, I feel like Sasha is 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 not there. Something's wrong. Something has pissed her off. Where she's not happy with her slot in WWE right now. I don't feel her heart engaged into it like I used to. I don't know if it's because there was such a drastic difference in the momentum between her and Charlotte after that. Sasha's career kind of took some bumps. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's went to the stratosphere, but I've not seen Sasha uh, that mattered in a long time. That's an interesting observation. 
very interesting observation. Uh, Clack, what were your thoughts as you actually accurately predicted this one um, that Sasha and Bailey would win the titles? What, what are your thoughts on them getting the, the straps? Well, you know, the truth is that when I'm not joking around, I actually know exactly what's going to happen in the WWE, number one. Uh, but I, I just I felt like for the WWE's target audience, it made sense to give some type of belt to Bailey. I do think that this team will implode at some point. I agree with Courtney. I think Sasha's going to have to do something. But, you know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not going to fight with you right now over your perspective over if WWE is the mainstream company anymore. But would you say that they are for women? Define your define that statement. What do you mean by are they well, for women? I, I'm 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 not basing it off of my study. I'm basing it off of you all's conversation. I don't think I've ever heard you all rant nor rave about New Japan's women's division or AEW's women's division. Is it safe to say WWE has that on lock? Well, well, well by, by far, by far they do. Well, by far, okay. but but they have it by far because uh, th there's not been a focus in other areas to give women right. as I get that. much of a platform. Uh, so so I, I hear what you're saying. So I hear what you're saying trying to get to. Basically, is what I'm saying. Oh no, I'm not willing to say that Wait, because say I am that? willing to say. What did he say? Is Sasha going to go anywhere? I'm not, oh. no. I think Sasha would flourish under Cody. Oh, you mean, I'm not oh, saying you mean that she wouldn't. Okay, okay. Yeah, Sasha would sign someplace else in a heartbeat, I think. So I have a couple of thoughts. One, okay. um, I will say, first of all, New Japan doesn't have a women's division because there's a completely separate women's promotion over in Japan where a lot of, of the women end up being. So that's one thing. Um, in terms of AEW, I think their women's division is still coming together. Uh, I will say, particularly after being at Evolve, after attending Ring of Honor, I do feel like the WWE's presentation of women's wrestling uh, right now is still head and shoulders above everyone else. Because even for all of the... Um, you know the the mishaps that may happen there are still a ton of amazing wrestlers and amazing matches that happen on the women's division in wwe and i have to credit of course nxt for that because nxt gave us a lot of the great women's wrestlers uh, that we currently have in wwe so there's that um your question about will sasha leave wwe here's my thought right so Courtney, when you were saying there's no chemistry between Sasha and Bailey, here's my thought. I think that Sasha is far more interested in being a solo competitor than a tag team Agreed. competitor. Agreed. And I think Sasha will only be happy when she is a solo champion. Um, so I think the Sasha and Bailey thing is something to do again to say you made history as the first ever women's tag team champions um i think bailey is far more invested in this team than sasha is uh and i do you know i'm sorry i can't i can't erase the fact that sasha has turned on her multiple times and they just forever whatever reason haven't gone fully out to commit to this war but i don't know that they're a long-standing tag team uh, just because I don't see Sasha as a tag team wrestler, Sasha wants. To what, what, 
Which is why I was bothered they didn't put it on the Samoans because Naya and Tamina, they have so many different places they can go with this tag team. Well, but here's my other thought, right? I think about moments and I think about when is the bigger payoff? Is it a bigger payoff for the Samoans to win those titles at Mania or to be the first champions? You know, like I love Finn Balor and Finn can always say he was the first universal champion, but he was the first universal champion by default because he had it only for 24 hours. Like, we don't remember it because it was a memorable reign. It's just the answer to a trivia question. So, you know, my thought oh, is... Oh, shoot. No, and I love Finn Balor. You, you guys know I'm a well, huge Finn Balor fan. That's the best shade ever. Bro, you, you, you were just the answer to a trivia question. Your career wasn't all that great. No, I mean, but, but let me say this, right? So, uh, and I have another thought, but I want to share it with this. So one of our faction listeners, uh, Mark Graham, tagged me in a post, uh, I think it was last night, um, where he mentioned with Sasha winning the tag title, does that mean that Sasha now qualifies to be a Grand Slam champion? I had a response, but what are your thoughts, guys, on this idea of Sasha Banks being even viewed as a Grand Slam champion for the women's movement? I think Sasha hurt herself. I think Sasha has had, here's the problem. Sasha's had so many negative fan encounters. Sasha has had so many lackluster matches after the whole Charlotte thing. Charlotte has publicly pouted doing her promo. She did it last night for crying out loud. And uh, I, I think it's the first time in my life I've ever said for crying out loud. Look at me, I'm growing up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think that, that she's hurt herself. So. The question is, is not, is she a Grand Slam champion? But does anybody even flipping care that she's a Grand Slam champion? And the, my answer is, she ain't won the SmackDown Women's Championship she yet. She sure hasn't. So she's certainly not a Grand Slam champion. Clack, what are your thoughts about uh, her being mentioned potentially as, you know, on the road to being a Grand Slam champion? Or can we even say yeah. that in a women's division? That that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna say she ain't won it in SmackDown yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, you really can't be called anything in nowadays until you go over to SmackDown and yeah. make some waves. Yeah, yep, go over there to where the big girls play. And and I'll say this: I mentioned this, but I do want to say this publicly. I I I feel like for one, and I know you guys are gonna absolutely laugh at me for saying this. I feel like clearly anybody's jumping the gun with a a pronouncement or proclaiming of Sasha as a Grand Slam champion. First of all, there are only we need to define what Grand Slam looks like in the context of the women's division because right now you only have the SmackDown women's title and the W and the uh, Raw women's title. Now you have the tag titles. You could technically throw in the NXT Women's Championship uh, if we're going to look at a modern day situation. But before Sasha won two titles, we got to go all the way back to the first person to do it, which was Alexa Bliss. She won the Raw and SmackDown titles. Then, of course, Charlotte did it. And then let's not discount Sasha's partner, Bailey, who was a former Raw Women's Champion, who also won the tag titles, of course, with Sasha. So I think um, if we're counting those three, you have four people who could qualify as potential Grand Slam champions, which then doesn't make Sasha stand out in this. And my other thought, and I know that the Grand Slam championship is all about winning it, but until Sasha has a successful title defense of any championship, 
I'm not even willing to have the conversation with her because Sasha is a four-time women's champion who's never once successfully defended her title. So will the tag titles wow. fall into this situation? We got to ask ourselves that same question. I think one of the reasons we're willing to talk about Charlotte and Charlotte's greatness, we're willing to talk about Asuka and Asuka's greatness and whomever else we might mention is because at least they have one successful title defense under their belt. Uh, I don't really want to have a conversation about Sasha being, you know, super great and being this Grand Slam champion till she actually, A, wins a SmackDown title, but B, successfully defends her championship. What What's sad to me is that you just brought up Oscar's name and I forgot that she was the women's champion because we ain't talked about her in forever. And that, too, is problematic. How is Asuka, who this time last year was in the middle of a two-and-a-half-year winning streak, now the SmackDown champion, and nobody's talking about her? We haven't seen her in three weeks. Because the man, Charlotte, and Ronnie are still in the show while she's waiting to put her mask on. So let's have that conversation, shall we? Last night, um, Ronda Rousey defeats... Ruby Riot in rather convincing fashion, certainly the quickest match of the night. Charlotte is already out there. Uh, Becky comes on out. Now, we know that Saturday night, uh, Charlotte and Becky got into a confrontation where Becky's knee was uh, beat up quite a bit. But she came in in those uh, crutches and went to town. Uh, And I think we got our first visual of the three of them in the ring at the same time. Here's my question. Even though, of course, they're currently promoting Charlotte versus uh, Ronda, our big question is, are we starting to accept the possibility that this really could be a triple threat main event at WrestleMania? No one wants a triple threat match. No one, not, not anyone that I know, wants a triple threat match. But last night was fire. The only thing I waited for them to do was to arrest her like, mm-hmm. put the cuffs on her. Yeah. That was the only thing. If they had come out and she had fell on her knees and put her hands out to be cuffed, <laughs> man, look here. I mean, what Becky oh, Lynch stop. is doing. Oh, stop it, Clack. You know what that's reminiscent of. Uh, that's but, why he oh, wants you to stop. <laughs> so that would have bothered you if she had done that? That would have been iconic. I, I think I'm at the place now where I'm going to not blame Becky. But whoever is the writer in the back for this segment that is doing Becky's career, they miss Austin like nobody's business. They no, it's so not that they miss Austin. Whack! Well, then they, then they what show attitude. did you watch? It was so whack at the end when Becky, it was only one part that was whack, not the whole thing. When oh. Becky literally tried to be stone cold, she acted as if she was being handcuffed without handcuffs. You all probably didn't catch it. I'll no, I caught it. I caught it. I did. You are such a fake. At least get handcuffed. You want to be Austin that bad? I saw that part. I did. Oh, man, I saw it. I said, oh, Becky, I get it. Just be you. Well, here's what here's here's what I think. Uh, I don't think it's that you <laughs> I don't think it's that you wanted to be Austin. But I think what? Becky, okay, she, okay, 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 she does. But listen, here's something that Becky has I think a lot of the women don't understand. For some reason, Becky gets camera angles. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But it takes me back to when her nose was broken. She knew where her camera angles were. 
and she got those iconic shots of the blood gushing out for the camera. Last night, she knew what that camera shot was gonna be. So she really tried to, to, to go the extra mile with it, but we're smart and, and we're just all like, All of that ah. is fine. I appreciate all of that. Don't try to be Austin. Just stop. <laughs> So here's the thing, right? I don't know, and I know you're going to hate me for this. I don't know that she's trying to be Austin. I do feel like there's great momentum on her side. And I do feel like the payoff is going to be if Austin shows up at Mania. And again, the two of them crack the beer together and have that moment. That's a WrestleMania moment. It's a passing of the torch. It's all of the above. Uh, it's an anointment. It's like everything that you could possibly ask for in terms of her being considered the man. But here's the other thing, and we've talked about this before. The silent P in this equation is Ronda Rousey, which I never thought in a million years we'd be saying. But she's the silent P in all this. Like She's the thing that we see, and she's just there. But this really ultimately ends up again about it was before about Becky and Rhonda. Now it's kind of about Becky and Charlotte and Rhonda is just there. Well, I was shocked that Ronnie bled last night. Well, she had no choice. She got whapped upside the head with that crutch. She had no choice. <laughs> Becky was going for blood. So, Clack, you didn't like that? Now, Becky better be lucky. Rhonda didn't turn her inside out and have a flashback. That's true. Oh, shoot. That's true. Oh, shoot. I think, be, uh, I think I think if if in real talk, dead serious, if if I think there's a silent gentleman's agreement that if Ronnie flips out, Charlotte has to has to jump in and help help Becky. Uh, because then I, you're fighting for the business. Courtney, I you know you know how much I love Charlotte Flair. <laughs> I think people are scared for Rhonda to snap because Rhonda yes, could legit break your arm without thinking. Uh, without, uh, uh, Rhonda, uh, remember, Rhonda, remember when Brock Lesnar punched Braun Strowman in the gut? <laughs> yo, and told him to slow down. Slow down! <laughs> Braun went down. Yo, Braun went down, fam. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, that was terrible. That is absolutely crazy. Well, listen, we have a lot more analysis of this incredible pay-per-view from last night that we're going to talk about. We're going to get into the tag titles, the Intercontinental Championship, and, of course, the WWE title match. We're going to talk about that. But uh, in honor of just arguably the biggest star right now in WWE, or maybe it's more accurate to say the star with the more momentum or the most momentum, here's the theme for the new day. From Jim Johnson, it's called New Day, New Way. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction. It's a new day, yes it is. The moment is here, get rid of your- 
your fears, no time for the tears Because we gon' make it The future is ours cause we got the power in the palm of our hand Give him the chance, you know take it. And when it seems everything's wrong and the pressure is on That's when it's time to be strong Just look in the mirror and wipe your face Step up to the plate, cause it's time to be great So come on and embrace the new day Come on and live life a new way Don't stop till you reach the top And while them haters keep hating, you'll be winning a race Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to New Day, New Way. That's by Jim Johnson. That's uh, the New Day's theme music. GB, give us some more wrestling news. All right, so we're continuing our conversation as we recap the Elimination Chamber. We spent some time in the last segment talking about uh, really the women's contribution, which I think has been very, very significant. Let's get to some of these other matches and our thoughts on it. Now, uh, I know that we each had differing opinions as to who would walk out as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And uh, in this particular scenario, if my memory serves me correct, I think Clack got that one right uh, in calling for the Usos uh, winning that that tag match. Um, what were our thoughts on that? Well, let's discuss this. People out here in, in uh, podcast world, Clack does this thing that you call the prophetic. Clack is tapping into a higher power, the same tag partner that Shawn Michaels had, uh, and getting these answers. Well, okay? I'll, I'll fix that because Clack Clack did not go undefeated last night. So, well, he he <laughs> he, he, he called the palm read on that one. No. <laughs> oh lord, <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm gonna give us the results in, in a second, but yeah, what are you? But man, Jimmy. Okay, so first off, I thought that. Jim and Jay would never win after Oos went Herculean on the police officer the other day. Right, right, right. That's just not Vince McMahon style to reward bad boy behavior. Oh, by the way, and I have to make a correction. Actually, Courtney, you were the one that got the Usos right last night. Uh, hey, yeah, it was Clack! Your palm clack, reading uh, No, Clack actually picked Sean, uh, Shane and the Miz like I did. So, See? Yeah. 
Now, people, I am tapped into he who was Shawn Michaels' partner <laughs> years ago. God. Me oh, against man. God. Yeah. <laughs> man, can't nobody say God like this. A God. Yeah. I'd pay good money to hear him do an altar call. Oh, come down God. here right now. Yeah. You. Come on. Come on. Come get God. You want God? Come get God. <laughs> what if JR was calling the crucifixion? He's bleeding. Oh my God. He's bleeding. <laughs> Don't you put that in his side. No. <laughs> The veil, it's been ripped in half. The veil, my <laughs> God, it's been ripped in twain. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's, he's hitting them with that sharp cat and nine tail. Right. Okay. <laughs> he's have, whipping have them like a to... government mule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's listen. Clyde doesn't want any part of this. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got real tears, man. It's oh, hilarious. I got, I got real tears. Peter, Peter just denied him. He denied him. Right. He denied him. I thought I knew Peter. Oh. I don't really know him at all. <laughs> oh, the stone. It's yes. wrong. Yes. The stone. It's wrong. Could you imagine the <laughs> Easter play WWE style? Yo, that'd be like the most exciting thing ever, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Jesus, don't do this. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, he kissed him. He kissed him. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my oh. gosh. Judas, you ruined it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So <laughs> I think I think man I, I didn't think that Jimmy and Jay would win after uh, the moment with the cop. I really didn't over the weekend because you know Vince is king of teaching you a lesson. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, remember when uh, Roman in the Reigns veins was caught uh, juicing, mm-hmm. and the, like just the next week he had to like start paying the price. He like took a, several L's. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Jimmy and Jay, we don't talk about them enough when it comes to the uh, tag team history of wrestling. I honestly think they're six-time champions. I think that they're they're some of the greats. I'd eventually love to see them get out of WWE to see what else they can do on the indie circuit because I think they'd be gold on the indie circuit. I really do. They're so smooth in the ring. They don't run away from the fact that they're second-gen wrestlers. Actually, third-gen, I believe. Uh, third, Yeah, third Surgeon, or they're fourth. They may be no, fourth generation. Uh, they third. They're, they're 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 definitely second. Um, yeah. Maybe third. Who's Keisha's, Keisha's father? That's what I'm trying to remember, and I don't think it's Afa or Sika. Okay, so yeah, so they're so definitely second gen wrestlers. Yeah. But man, they're so good in the dog on ring. Uh, I'm cl- kind of happy to see Shane not having a belt. I never like a McMahon holding a belt. Yeah, that you know, it's funny. As I was watching that last night, I thought to myself, okay, so all of the McMahons are supposed to be in charge of this, but yet you have one with a championship? Like, that's kind of weird. Now, I will say this, and GB, you, you may fight me on this. I believe that The Miz has been Kofi-esque, and I'll do whatever you say they do. The Miz has been very good for them, and I think at some level he needs to be rewarded. <clears throat> I, I would agree. I think they, uh, you know, when they put the title on him back around WrestleMania 27, um, you know, and he had that epic match. Well, I shouldn't call it epic. That's not fair. Uh, he had his win, his big uh, main event win against John Cena. 
Um, I think people felt like it was premature. Uh, and yeah. they've not given him that opportunity since. I mean, he's certainly been one of the most consistent performers in WWE over the last few years who continues to get better. Uh, and so I think he deserves a uh, at least a championship opportunity, if not a championship run, for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Clack, what do you think about uh, the Usos becoming tag champs? I like it. Uh, I agree. I don't like seeing Shane with the belt. Uh, I like seeing Shane in high-impact matches, but I don't think that he needs to have the strap unless he's going to be the world champion. And even that doesn't need to be long-lived. So I have an interesting stat for you guys. This time last year, Shane McMahon was the commissioner of SmackDown and Daniel Bryan was the general manager. This time, they came into Elimination Champion both as wrestling, excuse me, Elimination Chamber both as champions pretty interesting wow hey and, and, and for, for the people out there uh the usos are second gen yeah. uh rikishi's father ilo loa uh is actually the brother of um sika and appa gotcha yeah so they are second gen. but hey kishi's brothers tonga umaga and uh the person no that said his brother's brothers are uh tonga and uh, umaga oh, okay that makes sense yeah that makes sense makes a lot of sense actually so, yeah, the, the tag title match, uh, I was actually surprised that the Usos won the championship. I think in my head, I thought Shane and Miz were going to be champs a little bit longer so that we could get to this breakup. But, um, yeah, I don't know where they're going with this, but I think it'll be interesting to watch. Um, let's see. Let's have the conversation about the new. Did, inter- didn't Miz and them just have a baby? Well, they had a baby last year. They fact, it was, out, fam. Yeah, last, it was uh, right after. Right, it was either right before, yeah, it was either right before or right after Mania last year. So, good lord, yeah. miss, can't miss. I'm not mad. The, the, the same oil may be on you, GB. You may have another one next year. Oh, god, it may, gee, it could happen. Uh, so, it could happen. yeah, so with that said, we've got a new intercontinental champion, Finn Balor. <laughs> he defeats uh, Lashley and Leo Rush to win the championships, and it actually happened just as I said it would. Where he would pin uh, Leo Rush. So, what do you guys think of a finish champion and B what seems to be the breakup of Lashley and Leo Rush? This is all the best for business. Thank God Leo Rush gets a chance to go on and do his own thing and stop following Bobby Lashley around, and uh, Finn Balor gets a chance to do his own thing. And I, I don't know how I feel about this new team of Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew Mc. It feels just I, I it's. It, it's, it, it, here's my theory. If you ever want to hear the worst national anthem in your life, get three lead singers together to actually sing harmony. It's going to be terrible. And that's how I feel about this group. It's terrible. They don't have a name. Uh, they don't, don't have s- a look. They, they don't, don't have, have anything a, a in common. Yeah, they don't. Exactly. There's no why. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Uh, Clack, what do you think? I think Leo Russ is in trouble. Uh, contrary to what Courtney believes, that dude needs Bobby Lashley. There's nothing special about Leo Rush. What? I don't want to hear him talk. Oh no! No, I don't. I definitely don't want to see him wrestle. Clack. He needs to talk with someone. Clack, clack, clack. I, I don't. Clack. I don't want to see it. This is why you need to be watching 205 Live. This guy Ooh. is absolute magic in the ring. He is insanely fast. He's incredibly agile. 
I mean, and he can talk. He is the epitome of what we consider to be a star. And let's face it, why, we were, why wasn't I? I just wasn't wowed when he fought Finn. Well, you can, okay? You've got okay. You've got to watch what he's done on Two Hundred Five Live. Because, again, okay. he, he's fighting somebody double his size when you're fighting Finn, and Finn's not a big man, you know. So there's obviously certain – and plus, when you're there up against a Bobby Lashley, you're going to look different. I think Leo Rush made Bobby Lashley relevant. We weren't paying any attention. Bobby Lashley, when he came back to WWE, was boring. He was t- – let's not forget, he was stuck in a horrible feud with Sami Zayn, this is the same guy who had some guy dress in drag to act like his sister in a promo like this. This was bad before true. Leo Rush showed up. When Leo Rush showed up, we didn't have to hear Bobby Lashley's whiny voice. We got to hear somebody be annoying yet clever on the mic. This guy, I mean, he's got it all. Hopefully, if this breakup leads to anything, it leads to him getting some opportunities. Um, but I definitely think, yo, this is not good uh, for Lashley to be without Leo Rush. Lashley needs Leo Rush. He needs a mouthpiece. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the promos that would have happened? Leo Rush versus Paul Heyman? Oh, that would have been wonderful. I'm not saying Rush would have won the promos, but there would have at least been somebody who was quick-witted enough to at least hang with Paul Heyman uh, if you're looking at a Lesnar versus Lashley situation, which I do hope that WWE at some point delivers. I don't know when, but uh, it would certainly be nice. So They'll probably deliver on the last day and it'll be a little like Brock Goldberg won. Oh, God. You have to remind me of that, really? Yeah. I don't think it'll be that bad. You don't All think right. so? So so you mentioned Baron Corbin. We have to get into this. What would you think of the Baron Corbin-Braun Strowman match, the one match that all three of us got wrong? I just want to know where he's buying them little shirts in that he can wrestle in. <laughs> where, do, where do you find them button downs that, that, that can hold up after? Because right. like you need them things on Sundays. They stay on. Like, they didn't no buttons popped, nothing. I mean, no buttons ever pop. I'm trying to figure out what is that thing made of? Is it like a clip-on tie, you think? You think it's it just has like to a, be. It must be held together by Velcro and buttons. <laughs> or maybe it's just Velcro a T-shirt that buttons. looks a long sleeve T-shirt that looks like a shirt. Maybe that's what it is. Is a, is a, is a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. What would you clack? Any thoughts on uh, Strowman and uh, Corbin? Braun Strowman is now a man amongst men. There's, there's nothing monstrous about him anymore. Nothing. Unfortunately. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there nothing. was a time when Braun would have snapped all of those men in half. Yep. He would have been impervious to pain. It reminds me of the deterioration of The Undertaker. And I'm not talking about like three years ago, Undertaker. I'm talking about there was a time in the 90s when The Undertaker would get hit. He would turn his face and look back at you like you didn't just hit me. Mm-hmm. Gorilla Monsoon used to say he's impervious to pain. That's when I first learned the word. Me too. Me too. It was because of him. And so it's it's I was hoping to have someone like that, that that was just so monstrous and evil and big that, you know, your little drop kick wouldn't affect him. But clearly, Braun gets hurt now. Yeah, you know, uh, he's not even. I, I can't call him a ma- uh, uh, a man amongst men. He's a man amongst mid card men. 
I mean, Ooh. that's that's where he is Ooh. now. Um, it's and, and 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 I'm gonna say something. You probably are gonna say, I can't believe you just said that. But Braun Strowman lost his luster when Roman Reigns went away. Oh, think about mm-hmm. it. The best war that Braun had was with Roman. When Roman went away, Braun tried to become the next man, and it wasn't shortly. Matter of fact, he filled in because it was supposed to be a triple threat between Roman, Braun, and Brock at the uh, the the pay per view that they never want to call what it really is, Crown Jewel. So they call it World Cup, even though I heard Crown Jewel reference last night for the first time in months. Anyway, when Roman went away and that turned into a one-on-one match, his career was never the same. It was horrible. And Braun has not been that monster among men since. Now, I don't know what's happened, what's causing it. I I don't know. But, you know, here's a guy who at one point we thought was going to main event WrestleMania. He's lucky if he gets on the card this time. Maybe he'll be in the WrestleMania Battle Royal, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And maybe he can win that or he might get eliminated by Cesaro. I don't know. But I just think it's just not a good look for Braun Strowman right now. And um, his luster is gone. His moment has been missed. And I don't know if he'll get a chance to get it again. Yeah, they missed a big moment. And this is what I mean by Vince missing moments. Mm-hmm. We we should have watched Braun unseat Brock Lesnar. Yes. Yes. And then maybe the universal title would have been on for display yesterday. This is true. This is very, very true. So with that said, uh, let's get into the WWE Championship match, the Elimination Chamber uh, that saw Daniel Bryan win, but after an incredible battle with Kofi Kingston. Um, Guys, what are your takeaways? Clat, you can go first. Uh, The Elimination Chamber with Kofi Kingston is, and here comes the exposure, is what GB admitted was best business GB uh, unveiled to me but while we were off the air that it would be an incredible Wrestlemania moment if Kofi Kingston was triumphant in the main event and become our world champion I did say that uh, at, at that point I knew that Vince McMahon did not give us what we wanted he gave us what we needed we need think about it we need Kofi Kingston to win the world title at WrestleMania. I lose my mess. I would I would flip my wig. GB, you gotta admit that's a good one. We well, need him let to me, win. Let me let me let me say let me say this. I was trying to save it, but I'm gonna say this. First of all, I think I think Vince wasn't gonna respond to the swell of momentum in giving him the championship on Sunday. But I think what we're seeing right now is the same swell of momentum that propelled Daniel Bryan. It propelled Stone Cold. It propelled The Rock. And I gotta say, it's propelling Becky Lynch. And it's been a long time since we've seen something like Kofi Kingston. I'm gonna say this, I've never said this on the air. There have been very few moments in the world of pro wrestling that nearly made me tear up. I think back to uh WrestleMania 33 when um when when the Undertaker uh literally looked like he was going to retire and he left you know the hat and the gloves and the jacket in the middle of the ring 
That was a moment. I didn't fully tear up, but it kind of gave me the feels. I think back to All In, Cody versus Nick Aldis, the story of Cody becoming the NWA champion, the first father's son to hold the championship. But honestly, as big as those moments were, watching Kofi Kingston last night almost become the WWE champion, but then afterwards to watch his fellow New Day brothers come in the ring and to watch um, uh, uh, Big E say to Kofi, smell, these are your flowers. You've waited 11 years. Take these flowers. Enjoy this moment. To see them sit outside of the elimination chamber with tears coming in their eyes. To see them at the top of the ramp. Let me tell you something, folks. As African-American men, There are images we don't get to see in society. And one of those images is three brothers standing together in support of one, not trying to fight for the other's moment. There's an interview that's floating around that happened last night where where literally Big E was moved to tears, where they you can see the immense respect that they have for a Kofi Kingston, and now the rest of the world is getting to see it. Listen to me good. You want to talk about a WrestleMania moment. I'm As much as it would have been nice for Kofi to win the WWE Championship last night. No, 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 no. The stage isn't big enough. I feel like Vince McMahon may have finally heard us. And Vince McMahon, on April the 8th, 2019 in front of 75,000 people outside of the city that serves as the home for WWE in MetLife Stadium. Do you realize what's going to happen when we finally have our first African-American WWE champion named Kofi Kingston? And the irony is not lost that this groundswell would happen against the last great groundswell for a male competitor being Daniel Bryan. It's not lost on me, folks. Don't miss the moment, Vince. Book it. Make it happen for WrestleMania. And I promise you, the backlash you've been receiving. Matter of fact, I'm going to really go out on a limb and say this. If Kofi Kingston becomes a WWE champion, I'll welcome Hulk Hogan back. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a minute. I will welcome Hulk Hogan back with open arms to the WWE if Kofi Kingston is the WWE champion come <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because what it, it means is all this yeah. time, Vince, you have really said I stand up for what's right. And what I love is people are backing Kofi not because he's black, But because Kofi has been doing this for 11 years, Kofi has been faithful. Kofi has done all that was asked of him. You know, he has been part of great teams. He's had great moments, bad moments, but he's never gotten the opportunity to run with this. And now is the time. He's proven they can sell merch. He's proven they can be popular. He's done everything asked of him. People can relate to a story like this, and it just so happens that he's African-American. I 
promise you, you put the strap on him, bring Hulk Hogan back. I'll put, matter of fact, I'll wear a Hulkamania t shirt. <laughs> uh, Vince, please bring him back. Is it possible, GB, that even if Kofi doesn't win it at WrestleMania, if he has an amazing showing, does that at least show a portion of no. Vince's heart? You know why? Because because here's here's the portion of Vince's heart that we've seen. We've seen that Kofi has been good enough to be a Royal Rumble highlight reel. Mm-hmm. We've seen that, and we've seen. Listen, it's to the point, and it's the same thing. And some people aren't going to like this. It's the same thing that happened to Shelton Benjamin. When you put Shelton Benjamin in these ladder matches, and he'd have these amazing spots, then you just started booking him. For these ladder matches or these TLC matches for the Intercontinental Championship so he could give you a great moment. So when Shelton stepped out of the way, Kofi stepped into that role. But the fact that, and for Kofi to have a great match, Kofi had a great match Tuesday. Kofi had a great match last night. It's not enough. Pull the doggone trigger and make him the WWE Champion. It's not like this is affirmative action, folks. He has earned it. He has proven himself. He beat Daniel Bryan, Jeff Hardy, and Samoa Joe in the same night, folks. Come on. That's facts. I'm That's telling facts. You, put that strap on him. I will wear a Hulkamania t-shirt and welcome the Hulkster. Matter of fact, I'll even tweet him and say, Hogan, welcome oh! back to WWE. I'll do every bit of it. If at WrestleMania on April the 8th, Kofi Kingston leaves as a WWE champion, and you must understand how historic this moment is, because I love Elder Daniel Bryan, but Elder Daniel Bryan is the right man to pass the torch to Kofi Kingston. Vince, for the love of Pete, whoever he is, please do this. Whoever Pete is, do it. I, I don't think it would be a passing of the torch. I think we would have a series of incredible matches where the title goes back and forth. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think WWE stumbled on something, right? So I if, think they did too. Because if Mustafa Ali had not uh, had been medically cleared, we would have never seen what has happened in the last five or six days. But because he was out, Kofi, and let's be honest, I think they put Kofi in just because it would be a good filler. They didn't expect Kofi to do what he did. Kofi balled out, yo. He did. And, you know, for those who will say, well, we don't believe in pro wrestling because of writing. Listen, nobody makes an athlete become a great athlete. It's in you. It's who you are. And let me tell you something. No matter how bad they wanted to write it, if Kofi couldn't go an hour, none of that would have happened. Right. That's true. That's facts. Kofi won the people. He won the people, and he showed him I'm more than uh, bootios and pancakes. I am a gifted performer, and I'm going to show you against the best you have. Think about it. He beat Jeff Hardy. He pinned Randy Orton last night. Like, I mean, to me, he has earned his mania moment, and the mania moment can't just be him, you know, getting a chance to just, you know, fly all over the place. Make him the champion. I agree. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. <sighs> All right. Kofi deserves it. 
He deserves it. He's earned it. There's no doubt about it. I, I really wish he and Daniel had pulled up that spot off the top of that elimination chamber. I I, I don't know what the spot was going to be, but it was concerning me for sure. It didn't concern me at all. Throw the high pods off. No, and I, here's, here's another thing. I never noticed how bad Kofi's chest was until I watched that interview afterwards. Oh, yeah. Ooh. His chest is uh, it's horribly sunken in. He's been punched by God. <laughs> I wonder if he got hurt, or maybe he has. It's deformed. been like that deformed? for a while. I don't know. It, 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 it's 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 uh, you know, Jericho kind of has the same type of thing going he on. Does, a little bit. but Jericho didn't have that all the time. But now, no, Kofi I wonder. Does. I wonder. Someone said that uh, because Scott Steiner has it, it's like a ripped muscle that just continues oh, to rip. That's possible. That's possible. I wouldn't wow, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Kofi, I know a man in Memphis on Knights Armor Road. Go see him. He'll pray with you. Restore the tear. Make that a shirt. Restore the tear. I love it. Hey, listen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk StarCast because some pretty big news came out about StarCast. And I actually want to hear what Brandon Clack has to say about the folks showing up at StarCast. And is DX going in the Hall of Fame? We'll talk about that. And Mark Henry had a big special last night. We'll talk about that as well. But right now we're going to some music. Um, music from now one half of the women's tag team champions. It's a theme song for Sasha, ba- Sasha Banks coming from CFO. It's called Sky's the Limit. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. And you're tuned in to the faction.
are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, hey, welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. That was Sky's the Limit, Sasha Banks theme song. GB, let's get it. All right, so I wanted to shout out a few of our faction followers, uh, as I mentioned that we would, in getting their thoughts on the Elimination Chamber. Of course, our friend Josh Spiel, uh, his thoughts on the Elimination Chamber, he says that he's glad that Finn Balor has a title after two and a half years of not having one. And uh, his other standout was Kofi going the distance in the chamber. Uh, at Lavelle Gill Music says Kofi Kingston was absolute fire in the chamber match. Let's hope Creative gives him a big push behind this. He wasn't high on the Boss and Hug connection becoming the first women's tag champs, but WWE history had already written them in this chapter. And last but certainly not least, our friends at Black Wrestling Alliance called this a very strong pay-per-view. They said the only real letdown was Lashley's match. Not simply because he lost, but because of how it happened. And then, as much as I love seeing Lashley, McIntyre, and Corbin together, not completely sure what the point is. Everything else about the pay-per-view was on point, and I would certainly agree. Certainly one of WWE's best offerings to date. And if this is what 2019 is going to look like for WWE, it could get very, very interesting. So we'll talk some more about that in a second. Well, actually, no, let's talk about it now. I do want to ask this question. With this now new momentum behind Kofi Kingston, um, and of course, incredible momentum behind Becky, Charlotte, Ronda, um, are we seeing an upswing for WWE right now? Uh, as far as what? As in, far as in terms of fan engagement, fan support, uh, content. Because let's think about it. That crowd last night was about as on fire as we've ever seen a WWE crowd at a pay per view. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think that what we are seeing, uh, we're saying WWE realize we're not the only boys in the game, and we better do something. Mm-hmm. And we can't just toy around and do what we want to do. It's you know, it's 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 almost like this. They were if you know the commercial, oh, you almost had it. Well, they've been able to dangle things over us because it's all we had. Yeah. You know, so you can dangle the carrot in front of us, we'll keep chasing it. And now we're able to catch the carrot now. So now you have to give us what we want. So I don't think it is a turning of the tide because if AEW goes away tomorrow, then we're back to these crappy things that they've been giving us. So I think it's a desperation move. Mm, interesting. Clack? Well, desperate times call for desperate measures. And uh, obviously there's a real adversary in front of them. And so, yeah, they, they got to show their greatness. Uh, what I just love about it is that once they start doing this, it just lets me know they had it all along. Uh, and as much as I hate to admit it, uh, Becky Lynch is a major part of the excitement around WWE right now, which further proves my point that the Attitude Era is undefeated. Actually, I think you completely contradicted yourself because what you said, sir, was for WWE to do this proves that they had it all along. And if indeed they had it all along, it means that what you've been spouting for months about there being a talent deficit can't really be true if they've had it 
all along. So Clacky finally... Oh, no, 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 finally, GB, Oh, was, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, I think you just misunderstood me. My, oh, the I? premise of my point was to promote the Attitude Era. That's what they've had all but, along. But no, 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 no. No, yes. no, 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 no. That's, that's their no. creation. No, listen, it's not the Attitude Era that's making this season of time great for them. It is what made the Attitude Era work, which was competition. That's what's making them go and pull on their reserves and give people opportunities that they had not given before. It's the same thing. They made stars in the Attitude Era because it was do or die. It's do or die again. And here's the thing that they have to be concerned about. Back then, it was people making a choice. So you had people who were either all the way WCW or all the way WWE. And then, of course, you had a cross-section that watched both. But they were really going after their hardcore fans in to choose one or the other, hence them putting you know, their Monday night programming on at the same time. Today's generation is not an either-or. It's a, it's an and generation. So we don't stream or buy. We stream and buy. We don't do radio or Spotify. We do both. And so here's the deal. WWE has to put out a product that is so compelling that it'll make us go WWE and AEW and not just go all the way AEW or all the way New Japan or all the way Ring of Honor. Um, and so moves like putting, you know, the, the rocket ship behind Kofi, Becky, Charlotte, Ronda, Daniel Bryan, all these people, um, it becomes necessary to have multiple things grabbing you because during um, your beloved Attitude Era, it wasn't solely on the shoulders of Austin. It was Austin, it was Rock, it was Mankind, it was Taker, it was Triple H, it was all these guys, you know, and I think we're starting to get to that point in WWE where people, where the fans had the opportunity to have visceral reactions for more than one person. So it wasn't just a Becky chant we heard last night, you know, we got Kofi chants, which is the first time we've had that in many years, you know what I mean? Um, So these are the things that are going to have to continue to happen for WWE, number one, to walk head and shoulders into that Fox deal later this year uh, with full confidence, which, by the way, I do think it's interesting that the two hottest stars in the brand are all on SmackDown. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's a really interesting scenario that uh, if WWE can continue, they will really create a real wrinkle for us and again reiterate my point for the last few months that this is really the best time in the history of pro wrestling so with that said uh had a chance to be at evolve wrestling this past friday um as they had their latest pay-per-view evolve 121 it happened here in atlanta and uh got to meet some really cool people um and so in the process of meeting cool people and seeing some some great things i want to shout out uh a new friend that i have who just uh proved to be a really really cool cool guy his name is andrew dobler you can find him at drewzilla 710 uh he's a big fan of priscilla kelly and several others and we had a chance to spend some time hanging out at evolve great great guy uh for a great event um and so the event featured uh, a dream match between adam cole 
and Shane Strickland, uh, who we call Swerve. He's been part of um, MLW. He was kill shot in uh, Lucha Underground, an amazing competitor that a lot of people have their eyes on right now. Uh, the Street Profits are the Evolved Tag Champions, and they had an amazing match with DJZ, who was formerly of Impact Wrestling, and AR Fox. Now, here's what I like. There was a lot of great action, and there were, uh, you know, athletes that I was not familiar with. Let me, let me give you a couple of names that you're going to want to look out for, because I can see them at some point on NXT television very soon. The current Evolved Champion, Austin Theory. Remember that name. This cat is 21 years old. He's got the kind of swag you guys love. He's completely confident in who he is. An amazing performer in the ring. He can work a mic. This guy is the business. And he defended against a guy named Darby Allen, who I immediately fell in love with. This guy is amazingly athletic. Uh, he's a small guy. But boy, the things he does in that ring absolutely incredible so uh, be on the lookout for those two guys uh, there was also a skulk scramble match with a guy named Leon Ruff who uh, the chant for him is rough rough uh, but he's a cool guy and I mean those six guys they tore the house down it was amazing um, and then there was a guy named JD Drake who's a WWN champion he fought Harlem Bravado and I'll share my Harlem Bravado story off air but uh, JD Drake Definitely not your normal wrestling prototype, but boy, he hits like a tank. So uh, trust me, if you guys get a chance to check out Evolve Wrestling, when it comes to a city near you, you should do so because uh, it's a really, really good thing. And again, you can kind of see the future of NXT there, just like the NXT group is the future of WWE. So pretty exciting. And certainly you can check out WWNLive.com. Uh, as they have a whole streaming service there to get connected with all things that are happening in Evolve. Uh, so, yeah, super, super cool stuff. I quickly want to talk about uh, last night there was uh, a big special that followed the Elimination Chamber uh, as it looked at the life and times of the world's strongest man, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry, who uh, was a two-time guest here on The Faction. Did you guys get a chance to check it out? And if so, what were your takeaways? I did. I thought it was great, man. I really did. I thought it was really, really cool. As a matter of fact, texting me last night in the midst of it was one Prince Three Kills. Is that texted right? me last night? That's right. He was texting me to my phone, and uh, we were talking about how good it was. It was just really WWE captures those moments, and man, Mark, he he, he loves the city he was raised. He really does, mm -hmm. and. And, uh, and what what a special, what a special. And to watch him go into the hall at the end was just fabulous. And take his kids through the walk through the, his kid was so bothered when he showed him the, the, him the nude picture of him. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was such a Mark Henry move, so it was good. <laughs> good stuff, clack. What I thought was cool about it is that some of those stories I had already heard right here on the Yeah, picture. yeah, exactly. that's true. I felt like he gave us a pretty cool preview. Uh, of his life and some major uh, worldwide things that he had coming up. So shout out to the faction. Shout out to Mark Henry. We appreciate that. Yeah. And and there were some stories that he shared with us that he did not share 
on uh, that documentary as well. So you guys want to go back and check out our uh, archive of our episodes here of The Faction via podcast. Go back and listen to the two-part interview with Mark Henry. I promise you, you're going to learn a whole lot about Mark Henry, the respect uh, he has garnered in this business, and it is well, well deserved. Hey, so, so for anybody keeping score, though, that is, we had the Mark Henry exclusive before it dropped. Yes. We had ACH before he dropped. Correct. We had DDP before he went Hall of Fame. Yes. And Something Teddy Long before he went hard, Hall and of Fame. And Teddy Long before he went Hall of Fame. Sure so did. the faction seemed to be the gateway. Yes. The gateway to greatness is right here at the faction. So make sure you guys. Ooh, are, I like that. I like that. That feels like a t-shirt, doesn't it? Yeah. The gateway to greatness. <laughs> You're listening to the faction. The gate way to greatness uh-huh you said that well <laughs> i think we're onto something i really really you know that's how most taglines end up happening it's just like a random thing that's said yeah, and you go, wow you know uh so with that said here's a random moment that apparently happened last night that has the internet buzzing apparently late night in new york city as they were promoting you know all things wrestlemania a commercial dropped and the commercial was basically a promo for D-Generation X entering the WWE Hall of Fame. And in this promo, it mentioned virtually all the members of DX, including Triple H, X-Pac, the New Age Outlaws, and China. And in mentioning this promo, it then offered people, you know, where tickets were being sold for the Hall of Fame, the start time for the Hall of Fame, and of course the Hall of Fame would be at the Barclays Center. Here's my question, guys. Did WWE actually leak to us that China is finally going in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, they did. What a cheesy way to do this. What a cheesy way to get her in. It's so oh it's it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. So you think her going in with DX is cheesy and is yes. just going as a standalone? Yes, because she did enough on her own to go in. Well could so you make an way- argument about Barry Windham and Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson who all okay, got in as the four horses? Wait a minute. Wait a flipping minute. Uh huh. What has Barry Windham done oh, no, to make him no. go in oh, as a God. single Hall of Famer? Are you kidding what me? The, yes, I watched it every week, GB. What he, did Barry Windham do? Barry he couldn't Windham, carry a crowd through the wind. You are out of your mind. Barry Windham was called by your favorite, the great Dusty Rhodes, as the smoothest in-ring competitor in the history of this sport. That's well, what first Dusty off, Dusty said. Dusty got that wrong because Dustin is the smoothest thing I've ever oh, seen. Oh, my but Barry, Lord. You're telling me that Barry Windham could go in by himself? Absolutely. Barry Windham is a former tag champion in WWE. Let's not forget he walked into WrestleMania 1 as a tag team champion with Mike Rotunda. Let's, All the things he did in WCW as a Western States Heritage champion, a U.S. He was champion. He a good Western States. He was, he was a great a U.S. champion. He was a fantastic member of the Four Horsemen. How does that not earn him a place in the Hall? Here's my thought. I don't know if Barry deserves to go in the Hall of Fame, but here's what I'll say about China: is that what they're going to do is 
They're trying to pacify us by sending her in through the door with everybody else. It's like when the Grammy Awards or any award show to have a hip hop segment will put all the rappers in on one part so we can have your, have your little rap part. We can see beyond this. China needs to go in exclusively by herself. But here's the thing, Barry Windham can still go in unscathed. They won't send China in by herself. So they drag her into this mud hole. Clack, do you have anything to say towards this? Uh, I actually think it's the safest way for WWE to do it. Uh, I look at their target audience today. I look at the uh, more virgin-eyed viewer that they have. And for that fact, Vince has to protect what he's uh, going after. This is not the same WWE that I grew up on, that is legendary, that is iconic. Uh And so because of the viewers that are now watching, uh, with their tender eyes and their tender emotions, you gotta slide China in there however you can. And which I get wow. it. <laughs> which, which, which I'm not shocked because were any of you guys shocked that Mark? Now you know Mark made sure that they included China in the oh, thing. Absolutely, right. absolutely. But but here's my concern, right? So one of the th- one of the reasons that I think WWE has begun pulling the curtain back is because they recognize that today's fan is well is far more informed than the fan of 30 years ago. So with that said, I, I do think it's a little bit um, disingenuous to say that this is the safest way to put her in when you have when we there's a current movie that's being promoted on someone who had a sex tape when there is a current WWE announcer who over the weekend was outed for cheating on his wife with a fellow WWE employee i mean you have a whole bunch of sorted and tawdry things that have happened with current members of the WWE um, that, quite frankly, you know, while China was no uh, angel, she certainly, the stuff that she did and the stuff that's currently being done, I mean, it's all the same at the end of the day. So to me, we we wouldn't be inducting China based on what she did outside of the ring. We're inducting her based on what she did inside of the ring which is the case for all of these competitors. And we all know that there are competitors that have been inducted into the Hall of Fame, first of all, that don't deserve to be there based on what they did inside of the ring. China yeah. certainly was a trailblazer, um, you know, in the women's division, but she didn't break out into the women's division until after her time with DX. She spent, what, two, three years with DX before she ever became a solo competitor. So I don't know that inducting her with DX is necessarily a slap in the face. I think it is. It's honorable that they're actually acknowledging her as part of DX. Um, you know, does she deserve to be in on her own based on her own merits? I do believe that she does. Um, but my other thought is, you get in how you get in, and however you get in, as long as you're in, isn't that the prize? Like if they, for instance, if they had inducted Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown as part of inducting the Nation of Domination, would we have been highly upset that Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown were inducted in that way? You two would have been. 
What do you mean? I, I asked the question. I don't know that I would have been upset by that. Yeah, y'all, y'all would have been rubbed the wrong way. It, 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 it's, it's. But see, GB, you, you can't conflict the two. I'm not Mark Henry, if, if Mark Henry went in with with the nation, there's still a chance he can go in by himself because he does not have this solid history. I am saying they're taking somebody that has a solid history that they have no intentions of sending her in by herself and sending her in with a group to make us happy. There's not anyone else. It's now, now here's what I will say. I feel the same way if they put Benoit in with the horsemen. And I would say, so you're going to do that, but not send them in by itself? Well, then in that it's case, the same we, thing. Need, we need to have the argument about Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, and Tony no, Blanchard. No, G, you're mixing it. They no, don't no, have no, no, solid no. histories. Is what I'm saying. Wait, 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 wait. Arn Anderson doesn't have a sullied history. Have we forgotten the Arn Anderson Sid Vicious stabbing incident? Oh, that's no, G, G, come on, kill the man. G, G, that's not what we're talking about. What are you talking about? We're talking about we're talking about people that have been erased. You almost WWE has erased Benoit. They erased <laughs> nah, I'm with GB on this one. Come on, no, man. how can you be? Come on, because Arn Anderson almost killed a, a man. Courtney, you're being a Pharisee. You're picking and choosing. Come on, I'm not. I'm not. I'm picking, I'm picking based upon they, they taught me the criteria. Let me help they you with something. Me, okay, I'm they about taught to mess me you up that even more. I will erase you, and once I erase you, I erase you for what you did. But now you want me to say, okay, but it's not so bad. We're going to let you in with these people. Well, let me help you with something because, see, you're inaccurate again. China has not been erased from WWE history. China gets mentioned in the women's evolution. China gets mentioned whenever you talk about Attitude Era. China gets mentioned whenever you talk about DX. The only thing China hadn't been mentioned in, the only thing China had not been mentioned in is the Hall of Fame. That's not Chris Benoit. has Triple H and Stephanie McMahon sidestepped the China conversation. Sidestepping the China conversation and inducting her in with DX, which Triple H was a part of, to me, that's actually even more controversial. So you mean to tell me Triple H, who has not been inducted in the Hall of Fame, his first induction, now I want you to answer this, his first induction comes by way of DX? You, you're missing and the it entire comes in point. With China. I'm you're not, missing I'm the, making you're, the oh, point. Trust me, you're I'm missing, missing the, the point. entire point of what no, I'm saying. No, 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 no. You're missing the, the entire if point. Your point. Your point is this: that China deserves to be in the hall as a solo competitor, based on what she's done. Correct or not? That's not no. You're, you're, that's, you're, not, no that's, that's not. That's not what I'm saying. No, what that's not saying? what I'm saying. What are you saying? I am saying. I am saying this because of her past outside of the ring they're never going to let her in you're but because wrong. It's, this a promo just came out that they're letting her in with dx gee, gee, let me finish you've the made statement. three separate points let, and they're all me, contradicting no, each other no 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 what i'm saying is because of her history outside of the ring they're not gonna let her in but we know that because of her work in the ring she deserves to be in so because they hear us now they're saying let's put her in with DX, but I'm saying that's kind of crappy because if her outside of the ring history won't let her in 
as an individual, then why are you trying to appease us by so, putting her in so with the let group? Me, let me, here's, here's your problem. Your problem is, first of all, you don't allow people to change, okay? Because if- I don't if, allow people if, to change. If, if, if they have been, whatever you call it, pressured, coerced, this is not a conversation about Chris Benoit. This is a conversation about China. And the reality of it is, China being inducted as part of DX, first of all, it gets her in, but you can't have it both ways. Either you're angry that she's in because she deserves to be in as a solo competitor, or you're happy that she's in with the fact that there was a solid so, pass and so, she still so, gets in. So, so you want me to be excited that the Grammys celebrated Motown, but be excited that J-Lo did it? No. The At Grammys, least they made it on wait, the Grammys. The Gram At least they made it. <laughs> you are out of your mind. Here's the reality I'm of it. in my mind. The, re the, re the reality, and here's the other thing. Again, this is where you're contradicting yourself. You feel like China should be inducted separately because of all that she's accomplished in the ring. Yet, the 14-time world heavyweight champion, his first induction into the Hall of Fame is not Jeez. as a solo competitor. He's it still wrestling. It's because so he still steps up. So he, is yeah. Flair. Yeah, but Flair wrestled the night before. No, he didn't. He wrestled the night after. What are you talking the about? The night after, but we all knew it was over, though. Like, uh, is Triple H, is he done in the ring? No, he still probably has three more years left. Oh, my God. You're So, so Clack, what do you have to say? I, I'm, I'm done with Courtney. What do you have to say, Clack? Because uh, Courtney's clearly contradicting himself. I'm not. He, he is. He I'm is, not. But, you know. Courtney is determined to push his point home because he hates didn't call us. No, no, that, that's exactly oh, not it. You guys are missing the point here. And you I'm sure because, because, but, because you guys are brilliant. You're not explaining your point clearly enough. Okay, because let me say it one more time for the people in the going cheap back seats. And forth. No, let me, no, no, no. You guys weren't understanding my argument, so you created all these other avenues. Oh, let me say it again. For the people in the cheap seats. Here we go. Are you for you guys the in, the, now? In, in the no, you the, for you now guys you're cheap. and the idiots who listen now and have a lot to say. Let me say it again. If China, like Chris Benoit, will not allowed was not allowed to be in the Hall of Fame because of their extracurricular things outside of the ring, but then to appease us. You want to send them in with a group of people because the group is bigger than what she did outside of the ring. That's not fair to me because either she's worth it or she's not worth it, but you need to make up your mind. And here's where you need to make it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just, I just want to say I'm so grateful that Courtney's logic is not what uh, determines my eternal security. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. No, listen, 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 listen. I'm not agreeing I'm with WWE. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not agreeing with WWE. I want them to have a standard and keep it. 
That's here's, all I'm saying. Courtney, here's if you're going to make an argument, right? stick with it. Courtney, here's where here's you were going to be mad about this one way or the other. If they inducted DX and didn't include China, you'd be like, oh Listen. my God, China was part of DX too. How I dare would. you miss yes, her? I would. So now yes, they I would. induct her as part of DX. I can't believe they're inducting her as part of DX. You just want to be absolutely. mad. No, I don't want to be mad. Yes, I want them to be right. Yes, you I want them to tell right. me. Listen, I want them to tell me. I want them to tell me that what she did outside of the ring has not trumped what she did in the ring. Well, it's clear if they're inducting her as part of DX. And let me make one more point for you. There is one other person who was part of DX who was not mentioned in that. Who? Ravishing Rick Rude. Mm. So... Your your mm. point is completely blown out of the water because if they blown were going to induct the water, because if GB, they were going to induct every member, does not mean you're writer. Just because the only they were going to louder is because his internet works. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's take it to the fans. The fans love me. The fans will side with me because they will understand me. Send it to the fans. They'll tell you what's right. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna put a post up. And I want to find out, guys, your thoughts. Do you feel like China being inducted as part of DX in the Hall of Fame is fair? Is it right? Or do you side with Courtney and you think it's all disingenuous? Uh, tell us on our Instagram page as we are posting this. We want to hear what you have to say. And uh, quite frankly, I'm so intrigued at how our intelligent, wonderful fans will uh, apparently appease Courtney after Courtney calls them such horrific names, and then okay, they're going to side with them. So, is that how, so you're going to lead the fans with that? I didn't First lead them off, at all. I have nothing listen, but love listen, for our fans. Listen, the fans are The fans smart. love me. They're... They love me. We have the best they, fans they, ever. They, they, oh. <laughs> so, again, Ravishing Rick Rude's name was not mentioned in that promo. We'll probably find out more tonight should WWE begin announcing Hall of Fame inductions. Uh, I'm intrigued by this. Uh, certainly, Triple H's first induction of the Hall of Fame as part of DX. Uh, I think I probably have more issue with that than I do China being part of DX, if certainly Courtney's argument holds up. But then again, who knows? But we want to get what you guys have to say. Uh, certainly on Instagram, I'm sure you're going to have uh, an opinion about this. So, and Hulk means, Hogan, I forgive you. What? Wow. I, this? I, I, just, I just wanted to be out there and I forgive you. <laughs> wow. You finally stopped carrying that burden of bitterness. <laughs> I forgive you, Hulk. Come back tonight. Wow. That's awesome. What? Good for you, Courtney. Wow. Okay. So let, let's get your no uh, no, no, no 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 one else has to win anything, Hulk, for me to forgive you. Uh, oh, see, I knew oh. there was a catch to this. I Never see what mind. you're doing. Uh huh. I see what you're doing. So with that said, here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Clack. <laughs> Brandon J. Clack on all the social media platforms. Uh, Courtney. At C Major Bid Instagram, Twitter, Courtney Bid on Facebook. There's grace for everybody but Vince. <laughs> and, wow. you can, and Vince is about to give us our first black champion. Shame on you. And you can reach Man, me you, yeah, right. at, at Bonnerfied on all aforementioned platforms. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and the Twitter at The Faction Show. 
What a show. And then, of course, we will see you Wednesday for our weekly radio show. There will be plenty to talk about. We didn't even get into All Elite and uh, StarCast, but maybe we'll talk about that on Wednesday because I'm intrigued to see how Clack feels about The Undertaker showing up at StarCast. We'll talk about that on Wednesday and a whole lot more. But until then, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are the faction, the gateway to greatness. I need my people here.